welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows. One of the shows that we have up on our podcast feed, and, and for the moment, on our radio loop, here at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. Forgive me if my voice is a little less than perfect. Um, we have been, I have been, in the middle of a, uh, of a uh, rush production job for another client, uh, that uh, got done in less than eight weeks by all rules of the universe, by all, by, by every rule that exists, should have taken over 12 weeks. But we managed to get it done. And uh, as you can imagine, part of what I was doing was voiceovers and everything else. It was a, uh, a one-hour-plus fundraiser for a not-for-profit client. Went out as a virtual event, streamed last night. Uh, from the West Coast, and uh, <coughs> yeah, I'm 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 hearing it. <laughs> I, I I went through a bit of a cold while I was at it, also, but uh, I'm I'm at the back end of it, and uh, just just sort of um, still trying to decompress from all that. It's quite early in the morning here in in uh, in New York on the East Coast uh, on the morning of December eighth. Uh, memorable, by the way, December 8th for, for, for the loss in 1980 um, of John Lennon. That was the day John Lennon was assassinated by, uh, was it William Hinckley? Was that the guy's name? I don't know if he's still in jail, if he got out at some point. I forget how that worked out. It's also Angela's birthday. Angela, happy birthday. Hopefully I'll... I'll I'll get a chance to uh, wish the same to you as I have for oh, almost 50 years at this point, uh, uh, a little bit later as the day goes on. Um, and it's, I, I guess there was, this was also a, a religious holiday, as I recall, uh, growing up in the, in, the, uh, in the Roman Catholic Church. It was the Feast of the uh, Immaculate Conception, December 8th. It was a, it was a holiday. Uh, I don't know if it still is or isn't. It's, it's the beginning of Hanukkah. Hanukkah started last night, so we're still in the first 24-hour cycle of Hanukkah. And it, it was the uh, yesterday, or today is, I guess, the first full day since the, since the uh, filing of a new lawsuit against Hunter Biden. Uh, another effort to, uh, I believe, it was, it, was it by the end of this week or was it early next week that the new Speaker of the House, Johnson, whatever his name is, has promised to actually bring a vote to begin uh, an impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden, clearly the Hunter Biden indictment, which just came out of California, which followed the failed deal, uh, the, the plan, uh, the settlement that was supposed to take place in Delaware. I mean, there's an obvious, obvious game plan going on here. And the trick is, 
to A, get Hunter Biden all indicted and maybe if we're lucky, get him thrown in jail. But more importantly than anything, somehow, some way, get Joe linked into Hunter. And, and, and this effort has been going on for years now, years, years, literally, to find something that Joe Biden did illegally to help his son Hunter, who everybody knows was a drug addict and basically didn't pay his taxes, but then did pay his taxes. And now the indictment in California is about the non-payment of the taxes all over again. And it's just anything, anything, anything at this point to take a, 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 a three times uh, impeached uh, four, four times indicted 91 count criminal piece of garbage that basically is out to destroy the country to get even with everyone for everything forever and just fulfill everything about daddy's telling him or, or, or try to erase his sense of being nothing because daddy told him he was nothing. It's that thing's effort to basically make or create a false equivalency, make Joe Biden as bad as I am so no one will notice what a piece of crap I really am. That's all this comes down to. And the thing is, of course, there is an audience for every moment of this ridiculous clown show that Donald is perpetuating. There is an audience that is just begging and dying and just, yeah, yeah, there is bad, they're as bad as we are. So what, what's, what's the whole bit about Donald being so bad if, if, if Joe is as bad as us? It's, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazing rationale. It's an amazing way to approach, um, a presidency, it's a, 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 an attempt to get into power. No, I'm, I'm no worse than the guy who's there already, so don't tell me that I'm bad. We are just two, we're two of the same. Joe and I are one of, it, it's just absolutely, it, it's, it's the sickest, oh, I mean, on and on and on it goes, but there is an audience. The audience is well-defined, but in order to get that audience to expand to the point where it would begin to include the independents, the people who actually, actually care, you know, can, can be swayed by any of this garbage to actually bring them into the fold, there would have to be some novelty here. But you see, every move that the, uh, that the Trump people make is slathered with unnovelty. It's ham-fisted. It is a repetition of ancient history. It is the same old garbage. It's been tried and attempted for years and years and years. And all of that baggage, all of that baggage is being dragged. It's making this loud, 
ugly scraping noise every time they attempt again to re re reconnect Joe Biden with Hunter and everything about Hunter is already out there. It's in public. It's been done. It is just basically to be reindicted at this point in California for stuff that was about to be finished in Delaware. And and and, and, and it's not like there's anything new. It's not like there's anything new with Joe. It's just like, by God, it's the only thing we've got. It doesn't matter. It'll play well to our audience and maybe it'll bleed over into a slightly larger audience. That's all, that's all, that's all this comes down to. It's being done directly in front of your face. Johnson, the new speaker, the, the, the guy who's basically, you know, ascending into, he, he's ascending into heaven faster than Mike Pence was on a daily basis. It's all about God and Jesus and his connection with his Lord and Savior and all the crap that he's willing to do and everything he's willing to lie about in order to just sort of maintain what he thinks is his grip on being on the right side of whatever the apocalypse is going to be and all this other garbage and nothing gets done for the benefit of the American people. It's the same old crap. Yes, we are going to have a vote on an impeachment hearing on Joe Biden. We're going to begin impeaching Joe. If they can impeach uh, Donald, well, we'll have an impeachment on Joe. And of course, it won't go any more more just to get the trial going. That's all this is about. But there's nothing there. There's nothing there. Will they get a trial going? Hmm. Could you get enough? Well, all it takes is a majority. And they're losing, they're bleeding Republicans like crazy. Would there be every, every Republican who was in a slightly blue district who basically won election in 2022, will be gone. But the theory is that if we can just get Joe Biden impeached and just get lies out there, that that'll be enough, that we will be able to get away with this, that, that all people remember was Joe Biden got impeached too, for nothing, over, I mean, you know, for nothing, but all we have to do is to be able to do that. And once again, it's the Republicans reach over extending their grasp, uh, trying to bite, pick your analogy, biting off more than they can chew. I, I, I don't doubt that somehow Ron Johnson might be able to pull off this vote uh, at some point, but there's going to be pushback and payback, and there's going to be such ugliness that will be out there as a result that by the time they get to the point of actually having a vote on whether or not Joe Biden is to be impeached, there will be defectors. I, 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 I just can't believe that there wouldn't be because there's so much dissent within the Republican Party as it is. I, I don't know. I don't know. And yet, and yet all of this is being done to basically play to a new and wide open audience that will be absolutely embracing the novelty of the notion. It ain't novel. It's been there forever. 
It's, it's again, it's balderizing. It's making a joke. It's absolutely, it's absolutely making disgusting uh, humor. It, 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 it's, it's, just, it's just the worst possible uh, display of misuse of government power that one can humanly imagine. It is, a, it is just proving how badly the Republicans are willing to behave for the sake of kowtowing to Donald. I mean, you could make a whole storyline on just that alone, and clearly there will be. It's going, to, it's going to have to, I mean, the one thing I have to believe is that as this process ticks forward, the de this is going to basically bring some real response out of the Democrats, some real brilliant advertising out of the Democrats. Some, uh, and then I'm beginning to see it more and more. Uh, in TV channels, that Joe Biden looking at you know looking at all this, uh, looking at the reality of what it might be like if Donald came back in. I'm watching ads that have that story. I'm watching ads that begin to tell the story of what Joe has done in reducing drug prices. I'm 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 watching stories about the the of finally describing the infrastructure structure successes as shovels get into the ground and things are being rebuilt and changing in America and comparing that to the desperate machinations of a bunch of people who are willing to take the government apart in order to make Joe at least appear to those not willing to look beyond the most the, the, a micron of surface as some, something like the criminal equivalent of, of Donald Trump? I mean, it's, 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 it's ludicrous to me. It, se it seems absolutely nuts to even imagine it. But that's the theory. That's the theory of the game. That somehow enough Americans will just wake up never having had any sense of any of this before and the first news that will hit their ears will be, oh, wait a minute, we managed to somehow at least begin an impeachment hearing against Joe Biden and, and Hunter Biden, my God, did you hear about him? Well, yes, it's the first time, yes, you just landed on Earth, yes, you've been in a cave since World War II, and whatever. I mean, you, you know... But that's it. That, that's, that's all they've got. Well, they, they, they've got that, and they had a witness um, that showed up at the New York Civil Trial yesterday uh, who was a professor of economics at, uh, at NYU. I have to, I have to check with um, one of my uh, more esteemed uh, NYU colleagues, uh, a fellow who, part of my, my high school class, uh, and, and these guys are having an event this evening that I will not be able to attend, unfortunately. But I have to check with, uh, I'll just simply say his name. Mario, do you know this guy who was on the stand yesterday and basically said that uh, uh, not paying attention 
uh, to uh, what a client uh, puts in their financial statements about property and other things they own. The, the, the correctness or the falsity of it is no more significant than the warning on the side of a pack of cigarettes. It's really up to you to heed the warning, but no one really should blame the cigarette manufacturer for what is in the cigarette. Well, they did already. You know, they, they, they've already had multi-billion dollar funds to deal with this, and, and there has been liability for what's on the side of a cigarette package, notwithstanding that someone either ignores it or uses it or, or does anything else. And the analogy was ridiculous, but apparently Donald was happy with it. And, and on and on and on we joyfully swing, watching this, 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 this incredible effort to just balderize the entire process of, of, the, of the judicial system here in America, trying to take it over, retime it, recalibrate it, use it for the purpose again of one person, and hoping somehow most people don't get it. And beyond all that, it's happening in one day. It's one day in the 11 months that still uh, are ahead of us before we get to the election. And there is so much, so much that's going to transpire between now and then. And, and the best we can really hope for other than to drive ourselves crazy, which we are entitled to do on any given day, is to remain hopeful, is to remember what this country is supposed to be, is to give emotional and spiritual kudos to the people before us that fought to keep this place a functional liberal democracy, to link ourselves and to talk about the things that are significant in a liberal democracy, and to dedicate ourselves to keeping that democracy as it should be, to take it from the positive to not mire ourselves, and not to suppress our own sense of hope and love and positive evolution for the sake of getting down in the muck and the mire, which is the only place Donald and his cronies can play because that's where they are. That's who they are. That's everything about them. There has to be an elevation of hope and love here. To do that, there must be a conscious suppression of fear. There will be constant, constant dissemination of lies and things that can engender fear and things that can create false equivalencies and things that would otherwise take reasonable people and make them come down into the muck and the ugliness and the mire and the crap that Donald and his cronies are slopping around in and slothering in and saying, come on, get down here with us. Stay down here. Prove to the world that you're nothing but the garbage that we are. We are garbage. We know we're garbage. And you're nothing but garbage as well. Join us here in the garbage and let people just basically 
say, which garbage do I enjoy more? Which garbage would I like to turn on and watch the garbage show of, I, I don't know who they, what the preposition should be. That's what they're hoping for. That's what this comes down to. Anything better than garbage, and we're infinitely better than that, basically blows them away. Blows them away. Any capacity to appeal to hope and love and aspirations and, and positive evolution feelings within people is the antithesis of where they are and where they're going. If you can be hopeful, you've got them. And this is, this is one of those moments, one of those inflection points, one of those days or, uh, you know, a sequence of a news event cycle where you can see what the plan is. It's pretty clear. It's been tried a thousand times before. Hasn't passed anything. Gone nowhere. This time, yes, we are going to have an impeachment. We're going to have an impeachment of Joe Biden. And, and Go nowhere, have nothing, nothing to say, no reasoning for it, no anything, but we're going to do it anyway. We're just going to balderize and we're going to disgrace, absolutely make a disgrace out of the rules and the laws of our, we're going to show that we haven't any respect whatsoever for any of the rules and the laws of our own country, that this is all we're capable of doing if we are put in control. We're just going to make something else as ugly. We want to drag everybody down into the filth and the mire and the disgusting place that we are. That's what we are. And we're not, but we don't, you can't notice that, you see? You, you, you won't notice that. You'll just notice what we're trying to accomplish. You'll just say, hey, we'll, you'll, you'll, you'll just miss all the other stuff and simply say, well, Joe is just as bad as Donald, isn't he? That's what it'll all come down to. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's a very important time to pull back, to take many many deep breaths, as I'm trying to do <laughs> once, I, <coughs> <excuse me. coughs> once I get off air today and just decompress a bit. It's been a long, uh, it's been a long few weeks here, and uh, even with this, even with all this, you can't lose sight of what is important. And what is important is our ability to elevate hope and love over fear. It is a conscious effort. It doesn't get done by ignoring the ugliness around you. You accomplish it by basically facing that ugliness and choosing to elevate your own hope. Now, there's doesn't mean that you just therefore ignore the necessity of messaging and getting the positive message about what's going on out there. No, that's part of elevating your hope. Action is absolutely necessary. Just as much as the action to, to suppress the fear is what elevates hope and love, transmitting that hope and love outward requires activity. And the activity is going to have to be the best communications campaign in history. It'll have to be. Because this is the one for saving 
America. This is the one whose purpose is to basically give Americans the ability to choose, this time, not just between the two worst people in the whole world. See, Donald's not so bad, Joe's... No. Between hope and despair. And it's got to get it out there. And it will. I'm convinced. Because that's what is happening. That is the reality of what we are confronting between Donald Trump and Joseph R. Biden. It'll happen. But we must suppress our fears. We must face what is being thrown at us on a daily basis, the garbage that's going to be out there, the, 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 the desperation that is basically brewing among these Republicans. They've, they've made their bed with them. They don't know where they're going to go. They can't. They've just got to throw it all in. We have to accept that that's where they are. But we have to also accept that that's not who or where we are. That's, that's the rub. That's the important thing. That's the challenge. And we'll meet it. And we'll also be meeting, uh, uh, you know, David Bach in just a few seconds over here after, uh, after we, again, I'm beginning my decompression phase here. Nothing begins a good decompression as well as a little jazz.
This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to center-left radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Center Left Radio has been here for more than seven consecutive years and more than 800 individual episodes. 800. Think of that. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can. On a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make Center Left Radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident. And as we enter this final consequences stage of the Trump saga. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Central F Radio, thank you. You're listening to Central F Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. And you're listening to us on the web at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. Right into it. David, what's on your mind? Well, there's a decent amount. And if you want to know more, you can follow me on Twitter at Faces Ideas. Um, look, I want to talk with something that's kind of a little goofy, but uh, is worth mentioning. So there was recently a, a, con- a congressional hearing about women in sports. And apparently during that hearing at some point or prior to it, a bunch of the uh, Congress people got a free screening of uh, the Daily Wire's movie Lady Ballers. And among the people there is Riley Gaines. Uh-huh. Uh, two things about this. One, Daily Ballers is basically if you made Juana Man, but nobody could act, and they're all terrible people. Okay, um, okay. Uh, it's also interesting to point out the person who made it, one of the people in it, Ben Shapiro, who is basically one of the co-founders of the, of the Daily Wire, wanted the movie to be a documentary, but it turns out the entire premise of both the movie and this hearing are just lies because they don't just let, let random grown men into women's sports. That's not a thing. You have to go through a certain level of hormone treatments, uh, depending on the, the, the level we're talking about. Also, there's like 12 of these people, like exactly. Yeah. 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 One of the, one of the, uh, 
one of the uh, Republican congresswomen who was like, you know how much we've done for women? Ignoring the irony that they are a Republican <laughs> congresswoman and a judge in Texas had to rule that a woman could get a life-saving abortion this week. And Ken Paxson's immediate response was, yeah, if you give her this abortion, you're going to jail. Um, <laughs> keep in mind, she's at that party. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah, was yeah. – do you know how many trans people, there, uh, trans high school kids there were in her dis- in her state over the last five years? How many? Over the last seven years? Five. Well, that, that's worth that's worth basically shutting down everything. Let, let's let's stop funding the military. Let's stop doing promotions. Let's let's shut. Let's not pass any legislation. Let's just turn it into a transgender the uh, hate hate fest or so, I, I don't know. I mean, there's yeah, nothing. no. That's that's what it is. It's they they have because they have no policies. There, there's no policy here. It's just fuck over the trans because there are states that have passed um, trans. People can't be in sports bills where there are no trans kids or there's like one. Well, that, that, that sort of like reminds me of when, when there was this effort uh, during the Trump presidency and when, when Trump had the House as well. And they tried to pass the anti-Sharia law. Remember that? That was, you know, the, the, the same the same mentality. We're, we're going to stop Sharia law once and for all. Well, where is Sharia law? Well, we we don't have any, but but we've stopped it. You know, it's that mentality. It was a, right. it was a, it was a prediction of things to come. Yeah, it's just their 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 whole premise is based on nonsense because they course, just hate yeah. trans people and they want them to die, which is not an exaggeration. They've been they have both stated it clearly and are okay with the bombing with the bomb threats at the schools because of the existence of trans and gay people. Um, I want to talk about the debate very briefly. Yeah. Um, yeah. First off, there's apparently two more in CNN in January. I don't know why. Who cares? Yeah. Um, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh. The other thing is, other than Chris Christie, who this was probably his best debate because he actually spent – he was the one who went after Donald Trump the whole time, which yeah. is what he was supposed to be doing. Um, they're all content to lose by 50 points. But Nikki Haley's not running for president. She's running for 2028 or uh, like a VP slot. Yeah. I don't know what Vivek's running for. Um, probably to get – be the first person to punch on stage during a, uh, a presidential debate in national history. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Ron is just a lunatic. Um, but they're going to lose by 50 because other than Christie and other than that one direct um, uh, question to DeSantis about Trump, they, they, they ignored him. Like, this would be a very different debate if these were the four people in the race, but they're not. They're going to lose to Donald Trump by 50 points. Well, but I, what, um, I, what I find interesting, though, about – and I give this to Christie, he's making the constant arguments against Donald Trump are becoming part of the lexicon of the Republican – of the Republican uh, campaign, I, I I don't know how many Republicans <clears throat> are actually watching these uh, these these debates, but whoever is is hearing Christie again and again and again and again, and it's it's such a drone 
that after a while, it's got to get into your head. It, you begin to anticipate his statement, and the guy is damned good as far as debate, as far as logic, as far as persistence, as far as not backing down to anybody. Chris Christie is the old Chris Christie from before the 2016 campaign. The guy is, is keeping that out there. Now, now, how much effect it has within Republican circles is another issue. Uh, none. No, okay. It, it has none. He's still losing by 50. Yeah. They're still yeah. pulling him uh, on yeah. the stage. Um, they're basically entirely – like the day before this, Donald Trump was talking to Sean Hannity, and he was like, yeah, I'm just only going to be a dictator for a little bit. Um, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't care. They just They just want him. And he doesn't have any policies to help them. He doesn't do anything. Um, you know, he, he might get a little bump from some of this other stuff that's currently happening, which is now the, uh, the they might actually vote on the Joe Biden impeachment. And uh, Hunter Biden got charged again. But yeah. the charges yeah. for him are for taxes that he already repaid. Right. Everybody this knows is- this story. Yeah. And the, and the trick, of course, is to somehow imply the existence of some illegality that 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 every uh, attorney general that Trump had for four years could not find between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. But but whatever, we'll just invent the appearance of it. And maybe some independents who have been living under rocks or on Mars and just landed recently might actually be impressed by the transparent bullshit of it. And there won't be any pushback from the Democrats, and there won't be any count, and it'll all suddenly swing to the Republicans, and people will look at us as though we found it finally, oh, Republicans, thank God. And you're not really in the mud and filthy and dirty and disgusting, and you're just trying to make an equivalence between the ugliness of Donald and, and the actual ugliness of Joe. You see, they're both equally hot. I don't know, man. I, you know? No, it's, it's all nonsense, because, yeah. first off, it is always increasingly funny that james comer is now the person still doing this since he has done his argument is oh if you get paid back for a loan you're you're in money laundering um or you benefited from it if you get paid back on a loan you benefit from it when the last time he had a big reveal it turns out that not only did james comer receive a loan back from somebody he added he added like a ton of interest to it yeah well so you know what the hell i mean you know the recent the recent one is, oh, yeah, he paid for his car insurance and then Hunter paid him back. I mean, like, duh. You know, oh, wow, 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 you know. Geez, I can, I can see right through that, you know. I mean, come on, man, but okay. Yeah. We can't, we can't, we can't set our hair on fire too, to this stuff. That, like, they're going home now. Um, uh, we, we did not get an aid package to Ukraine. Um, because they they collapsed over the border, which I'm not saying isn't a problem, but what does close the border mean? Like, like to be clear, when you say that it is a problem, we have a wide open border, which we don't. No, of um, course not. That's a lie. We uh, we just need to close. The, what does that mean? Like, it's this is this is one of those things. Like, specifically, that it's like build the wall. About. You know, if you if you talk to a Republican and they give you a slow answer or a slogan answer, like, Oh, we're going to bring down inflation, which is already down. Um, we're going to, you know, get people back to work. We have like historically low unemployment. We're going to get the economy. It grew at four to 5% the last, uh, couple months. Yeah. Um, we're going to, uh, um, like all this, all this stuff. 
Okay, what is the policy behind that? There's like we're none. Gonna, we're going to get the national debt. It's like, okay, other than cutting Social Security and Medicare, which don't actually do the debt, what exactly is your policy? Like, there needs to be a policy. Like, when they say close the border, what are we talking about? Are we talking about shooting people at the border? Which some of them would say yes. Um, would actually, no, that's not even an exaggeration. That's literally Ron DeSantis' uh, border policy, is they're just going to start shooting people. It's 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 um, it, yeah it's insanity, but that's what we're down to. There's not um, you know, yeah it's and you know they they don't want to give aid to Ukraine at all, which is just it, the aid to Ukraine is different than the aid to Israel. Israel doesn't really need the aid. Um, they are overwhelmingly powerful in this this situation. It's. Um, it just is. I think it's just reloading their rockets and stuff to, to kill more innocent people. But the Ukraine fight is different. This is, one, an incredibly effective use of our t- – it's like a percentage of our military budget, and it's not – we're just handing them – we're not backing – the Binks trucks, what it is is a lend-lease program where we pay our weapons manufacturers to send them – either older stuff or build new stuff for them, and then it gets shipped over. So what they're currently saying by not funding Ukraine is both that they don't they well first off, they don't care about democracy. They don't care about protecting our allies. None whatsoever. But, None whatsoever. Um, Nothing two like that. is they don't care about American jobs. Um nope. Because that's part of this program. Three, they're not they don't give a damn about the next set of fights that we would have to have with Russia, what we would have to do to protect our NATO allies, what Russia would be doing, how it would be attempting to extend its hegemony, and what that's gonna cost us in terms of, of money and lives and everything else if we don't make a stand and stop this process within Ukraine at this point. Somehow, none of that seems to get across. Four, there's no thought about what this looks like in terms of American leadership worldwide. America reneging on its commitments? Well, because, well, you never know. You never know what the Congress might do on a given day if it basically is trying to tie Hunter Biden to Joe Biden and creating a few more, you know, a, a few more criminal uh, processes in, in the process to basically draw everybody's attention away from the fact that you have a, 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 a twice impeached, four times indicted, 91-count criminal that you're trying to shove back in the White House. That's what America looks like to the world. If you don't think that's a formula for China getting ahead in the world, I don't know what the hell is wrong with you, but that's what I'm seeing. And that's what I think most people thinking about this hopefully are seeing. But And it's also worth talking about areas that are in our backyard that we need to be paying attention with um, because – and this is especially important for the next uh, president. There's probably going to be another influx of migrants if Venezuela goes to war with Guyana. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good, very good point. Probably very something good that point. we should be preparing for and paying attention to. Just, just a you know a little bit of a heads up yeah. um, there. But I do actually want to point out something that Vivek said was actually correct. He said that uh, January 6 was an inside job, and he's correct. January 6th was perpetuated by the person in the highest office of power, which was Donald Trump. Yeah. And we need to know exactly when he was uh, aware of it, what he knew, and when he will face the consequences for it. Because it's uh, this is not like they, they say it because, oh, it's the FBI and the CIA. But no, Donald Trump was there. He knew exactly what was happening. Like their argument for this is so circular because it's um, – they're saying, oh, Donald Trump is the bestest, most uh, smartest, uh, most handsomest president ever. 
but he he's just a little baby when it comes to the uh, deep state that wanted to get him. Sure, like, of course, of course, like, whatever works. Like one of the things DeSantis said is Trump didn't fire Christopher. Ray. Trump hired Christopher Ray. He got we got Christopher Ray, which is a reminder we've never had a Democrat head of the FBI. Um, when he fired James Comey for looking into his other set of crimes, like yeah. it is. Nonsense. And I want to talk about this anti-Semitism stuff recently. So there's two things that need to be pointed out. Uh, actually, three. Um, one is this uh, anti-Semitism is anti-Zionism. They're not the same thing. And I want, to, I want to be very clear about this. The current Speaker of the House and the current makeup of the Republican Party in the House is Christian nationalist. Exactly. And it, it needs to be very stated that Christian nationalists not get to define whether are not I'm anti-Semitic because they decide that they don't want to hear things from uh, Palestinians or people arguing for what is happening in Israel. And furthermore, they are an incredibly anti-Semitic party at its core. There's a couple of things that are just blatantly obvious that need to be expressed over and over again. One, they are just insanely anti-Semitic. There's a reason George Soros is a buzzword on them, and it's not because he has, like, Coke-level money. It's because he's Jewish. That's, That's why they go after George Soros. Sure. George Soros is not the largest donor to the left. He's just one of the Jewish ones. Like, they don't go for—he's just a foreign Jewish guy. That's literally why they go after him. Um, George, uh, and they, they keep doing—when they talk about cultural— uh, Cultural Marxism, that's 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 literally Nazi speech. It comes from cultural Bolshevikism, which is what the Nazis used. Exactly. They were literally Nazis marching in the streets in Charlottesville. There were Nazis marching in Florida. There are Nazis who were in uh, Ron DeSantis' campaign putting Stalingrads in his ads, which he knew about. They knew about it. Um, they, they, this is a party that constantly talks about Jewish puppet masters. This is the party that has repeated the great replacement theory for Jews. Elon Musk is an anti-Semite for this. Chuck Carlson was excellent at doing this. Um, the guy who shot up the Tree of Life uh, uh, synagogue was quoting this stuff. This is a party deeply rooted in... Oh, and uh, another reminder, their, um, their presidential frontrunner literally had dinner with a neo-Nazi and a guy who is in the middle of a massive anti-Semitic breakdown in public. You know, this it, is not even if you argue, oh, Nick Fuentes <laughs> was there. It's it's worth mentioning Donald Trump's response to this was not, I don't condone what he does. It's I didn't know who he was. Of course, that's the that's that's what it's always about. That's it. It's it's a it's just another transparent lie. But but the the, the very ah, ah I'm. I'm, I'm repeating myself. I'm hearing myself getting uh, all, all shocked in the head about all of this stuff here. I made a point on today's show about uh, as much as we have to face this stuff and, 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 and shout it down and put it down, we also cannot forget our own sense of hopefulness. We have to have something to replace what this ugliness is, that is this ugliness, this stupidity, this ignorance that is being spewed out there. We can't just counter it. We can't just counter it by, by saying, hey, it's a lie and it's wrong. We have to have something better in its place. And that's another thing that's going to be so important as we go forward towards the well, 2024 there's, election. Uh, there's, 
there's a couple of uh, things for that. So there's two policies that are both that both need to be pointed out and um, uh, and challenged or and um, and exalted if they have it. So part of the issue is there's not really a a, um, uh, a frame for what the second Biden term would be. The the, the closest you can really get to any type of policy would just be simply the protection of abortion rights by by being a, just a Democrat in office, which, in fairness, you could put any Democrat in office into that. Pretty but, much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you really should, like, Bill, uh, Tim Waltz was talking to Jake Tapper, I believe it was, yesterday. Um, he should be the guy that they're, that they're running out to do accomplishments for what they should be doing. They should be doing a national um, student lunch uh, fund where that – no child ever has student lunch debt. That every child should automatically get a free meal um, for for breakfast and lunch at school, um, because that's a very uh, easy policy to win. Because it is comically evil to be against um, children eating food, oh, which well, is but, basically but a Republican. But they'll platform. find a way. They'll find a way. You know. No, no. They, they they've already said that they're going to try to repeal it. Um, and then the two of the other policies. So there's currently a bill um, being worked on in the Senate that would force these massive corporations that have single uh, single um, housing units to sell them. They have 10 years to sell them, and you cannot buy more. Because part of the reason there's a housing crisis in this country, besides um, you know minimum wage not keeping up and not keeping up with supplies, even though we have enough houses to to do is, is these companies come in and they outbid people and then they just sit on them for rent um, and people can't afford it because yeah. they just jack yeah. up the rent every month even though rent is not a is that should not be a money maker for you um, that's and so doing this would allow more people to have access to homes which would allow them to have more money and it exactly. would allow the, the economy to flourish better. exactly yeah. and second Joe Biden said that he he is potentially going to do a marching order on these pharmaceutical companies in order to force them to put prices down, which would be an incredible thing to do. Also, it would be nice if he if he talked about how he's going to do a public option for the next time he's in power, uh, especially in consideration that the Republican Party continues to do their decades long attack on Obamacare without any response. Of course, they, they have no they have no policy, and it's worth mentioning that as effective as Obamacare was in giving people health care, we still pay more in health care than anyone else in the in, in the world by the by, by a wide margin by a wide yeah. margin. And we have, so and our outcomes are still perfect, nowhere what they should be. It, it, it's not perfect, but it was a solid stopgap, and it's time to move to something that's actually effective. Yeah. Because some of the most expensive costs for people are Medicare, healthcare, and housing. So we need effective public health. We need an effective nationwide public health policy that and covers people. And it's also worth mentioning there's no that, way around well, it. that would help drive down medical debt, which is fucking insane that we have that. Of course. It is doubly effective of uh, important to have a robust health system when there is a large segment of the country that has decided that things like vaccines do not matter anymore. And that the next time something happens, it will be a thousand times worse. Because even, even if the virus is about as... Um, dangerous as the last one, it will be a thousand times worse because there will just be people who will 
just do the opposite. And then they line up outside the hospitals to go inside and try not to die. And it doesn't matter what the irony of that at the end is. The hospital systems will still be strained. The nurses and the doctors and the EMT workers and everyone else will still be strained because of it. We still have to solve these problems, even if these people are dead set on getting their followers killed, get dead set on getting themselves killed. We still have to, you still have to baby proof the house just because your baby is a suicidal monster. God, David, I'm, I'm just, I'm just letting that thought resonate in my brain for a second. Yes, that's exactly, we are, we have to baby proof America from these idiots for the time being. And, 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 and it's and, and not th- like it won't help everybody. Just because it, it requires you to baby-proof the house doesn't mean it's a thing for everybody. Yeah. David, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, but I, 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 it's funny, just, just that thought that it's our obligation to baby-proof this country on so many levels because of so many threats coming from so many angles from people who have no capacity to do the job that they've been elected to do and who basically would tear the place down just so they can get attention and we who basically want to preserve this Jeffersonian democracy that we've spent a lot of time with ups and downs along the way, but by God, we're not going to give it away so that a guy with 91 criminal counts against him and, 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 and four indictments and two impeachments can simply come in and blow the whole place up all over again because others around him have no idea what else to do because they've thrown their lot in with him. No, our job is to baby proof the place for now whatever that takes whatever that takes and understand that enough people if we if we care and hope enough more than enough people will be coming along with us recognizing both the wisdom and the honor the dignity of trying to keep this experiment going as we've uh, been doing it for i don't know 240 something years at this point and hopefully with a, a few more to go. David, where else can people find you uh, to hear more of uh, some really great thoughts about uh, how things are and could be? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Faces Ideas New. And uh, please do that. And, uh, and, and, and stay with us here at Center Left Radio. There's so much more to talk about and so much more to be hopeful about as well. As we go through these weeks and months ahead uh, and try to be real and be realistic and not insane and, and not just in pain, but trying to find ways out of the pain that too many of our fellow countrymen are wallowing in right now because they really just can't out, they can't get out of the information silo that is feeding them. We're part of the other silo. Hopefully a, a positive one and, 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 and one that you'll continue to join us uh, in, in both feeding from and, and uh, well, on Friday, certainly, ending things off with a little jazz.
You've been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. There will be no October surprises as we come towards next year's election. All we're going to have is the efforts of the Republicans to make Joe as ugly as our candidate. Well, he's not. All we have to do is to elevate our faith and belief in America, and the Republicans will show the rest of the world what they truly are.